Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. I guess you heard that roar in the background couldn't wait for bart to get on the air man i heard that sounds like my house <laughs> well you got five dogs. it's okay i mean it, it was it was one of those things where it's just it's just it's just actually out. it was a it was a roar for somebody passing by our front yard so <laughs> I, tried, I tried to turn it down as quickly as i could it happens rick you got two dogs Three. We have three. Three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's down from about a dozen. Not yeah, that long ago. Yeah, we used ago. to have a lot more than that, but now each evening's a three dog night. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, Rick, you do? How many you got, Bart? Five. Five. Good for you. Well, we have two yeah. others, but there, our son keeps them, and uh, and one of them was his. So, so we're down to there five. But we peaked at thirteen. Now, we, I think Randy. A little, I don't even know what his peak was. What did you peak? What's the most you've ever had in your house at one time, Randy? Not in the house, but, but some in the house. That, yeah, that you had. I think Carrie reached a peak of 45. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Bart, you got a long way to go, man. And, but now, let me, let me say, these, these, a, lot of the, a lot of the dogs we had at that time were puppies, litters okay. of puppies. And... It once people found out that Carrie was into uh, fostering or into the rescue, whatever it may be, BB ball knob, you name it, they'd call and she couldn't say no until we finally got to the point where there was no more room in the end. So, but thankfully they've all got great homes and. Um, and then we have some rescues ourselves. Every every dog that we have is a rescue. So okay, can't can't speak more go. than that. All right, Bart, draw us up. Uh, let me see what was the the question was uh, for this Purdue game. What do you believe will be Eric Musselman's strategy in this game? So it's interesting. I, I think what he's going to do. Well, and I, I, this is just a, a conjecture on my part. I, He's really going to test and see what he's got from a rotational standpoint. I really think if you're if you're if you're looking at it, he's trying to figure out can he go big, can he go small, and by big or small, I mean is he going to try to play Trayvon at the four or the five? And I think that's the big question as far as tweaking the lineup. I think the other thing that he's looking at because guys, he knows he can stop defensively and implement pretty much anything that he's wanting to do with the many scouting reports and the numbers and the analytics. He's really looking at, from an offensive standpoint, what can he keep on the court in terms of guards, attacking forwards. I think if you look at, he would love to have battle on the court at the same time. He would love to have uh, Jermaine Davenport on at the same time and Trayvon Brazil at the same time. The question gets to be, is: does that give you any potential defensive mismatches that he has to look out for 
but I really think he's looking to see how much scoring and how much power he can get on the court at one time and get away with it. How deep, and, and this was something we also talked about, Bart, or at least we, we speculated on, uh, his normal rotation, seven, eight, nine players. However, this is an exhibition charity game. So does he go outside his norm to give some guys an opportunity in this game that he might have right now in his mind as, let's say, the 10th or the 11th, or the 12th player, whatever it may be? How deep do you think he's going to go this, this Saturday? I, I think you're looking at – I think you'll get a pretty good look at 10 players. Um, it could tighten up in the, in the minutes on that 10th player and 9th player could, could be diminished. But I think you're going to try to – he's going to try to look at a 10-person rotation. I, I think we, we've established he really feels comfortable in the 7-8. to eight. He's got the type of talent that he can go 10 deep. I just don't know if he really likes that. I think he likes to settle – and instead of getting a guy three or four minutes in a game, I think he would rather, and you guys might disagree, I think he'd rather put the existing player out there, and instead of them playing 24 minutes, they play 28 minutes. Because I think he believes in the flow of the game that players are more likely to be productive than off the bench. But I do think you'll see 10. I don't know if we can hang at that number, but guys, I think this team, I think you can really get production out of 10 guys and if you look at it a lot of the games that we got beat like Alabama we would have five or six in the scoring columns maybe 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 seven they would have nine or ten and I think that ultimately caught up with us in a lot of games so I think deep down he knows he needs to get a deeper rotation going all right who who in your mind could be on that bubble what I mean by that is uh should we see a laden blocker should we see a Bayfall? Should we see? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just grabbing names now, but um, who might we see that's on that bubble of maybe being part of that ten-player rotation you're talking about? So it's hard to it's hard to imagine, guys. As productive as if we if we go back to Coach Musselman's pedigree, his history, he rewards these exhibition games and scrimmage games based on performance and practice. Based on that, you would think Joseph Pinion has done extremely well in mm-hmm. practice, right? Mm-hmm. He's also performed extremely well in the games. It would hard to, it would hard for me to picture that he is not Joseph is not getting minutes. And I think Layden Blocker is also a guy. As you look as productive that LLS has been, Layden Blocker has quietly put up some stats, guys. And I know it's against UT Tyler. I get it, but still, he's being productive and he gives you a defensive force. I think that's where you're kind of looking at Joseph and Layden, and you're saying, okay, those guys are really going to get kind of the test is that they're on the inside, but certainly I think right there at that cutoff. I think Bayfall is going to be – I just think he's got some development to go. I really think you're looking at a potential – where does Jalen Graham fit, Pinion, Blocker, and I really think that you're going to see those guys playing most of the minutes. You almost wish, in in Bay Falls' case, Bart, that they had a little side scrimmage and let him just go one-on-one with Eddie. I think that would be a great learning experience for him. But I don't think that's going to happen. But um, And Rick did also point out he's probably going to be giving up anywhere from 
uh, pounds plus to Eddie, so that might not be a fair matchup right now. But, yeah, guys, did I not tell you he's so slight for a freshman? He, you know, a lot of these big guys come in slight, but he's really slight. He's got to really add some weight strength. Absolutely. Dwight, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Hey, hey uh, what a. I know. Well, Randy, first I have a question. Uh, you know, the, I know the live streaming of the game, but are you going to be on the radio this time? Yes, yes, it is. Pre-game starts two thirty. Well, I'm glad to hear that because you know that other game wasn't on the radio or nothing. No, no, no. I, I don't have I don't have that streaming thing, so I, I, on my TV. So I didn't get to hear anything. What I heard, like when they told it on TV, you know, on the sports and all. Okay. I, I hey, don't. Rick. I don't know why they haven't basically announced that it's going to be on statewide radio, but it is. Okay. Hey, Randy. What about and then Rick? You know, you, you know Gus Malazan. He goes way back. You know, he's from Arkansas. He knows Arkansas, and and he's coaching at I guess a little bitty college, as far as I know right now. Wouldn't he be a good fit at Arkansas? Well, Central Florida is not a little bitty college, <laughs> and uh, they played. They <laughs> well, played know, Oklahoma. I mean, they played Oklahoma. They played Oklahoma within two points, uh, losing thirty-one yeah, to twenty-nine. And I'm yeah. not sure that Gus would be interested right now, nor would Arkansas. So it, again, right now there's a head coach, so that remains yeah. a moot point. Yeah. Well, I'm just you know I hate to, I hate to be down on Arkansas, but I just don't see how a team that can't block is going to be able to beat a Florida team that's never lost at Florida to Arkansas. I hope I'm wrong, Randy, but I just I just don't see it. Don't then it's whatever network it's on. Don't watch SEC Plus. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, we're talking about the football game of Florida. Oh, ESPN, ESPN's got the Florida game at 11 a.m., yeah. I think. Oh, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. But you yeah. just said you, you don't yeah, see it, so never lost. don't watch. They've never lost at Florida to Arkansas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Georgia's probably going to be there from them, and they're going to be in a heck of a mood when Arkansas comes down there. We'll see. You see, that, that, you know, Georgia, Georgia's very good. You know that, Randy and Rick. To me, I yeah, think Georgia's okay. think Alabama will beat Georgia when they play again. Yeah. They're okay. I mean, they've, they've only won back-to-back national. Championship. Well, Randy, what y'all, what y'all deal? What y'all, what you, what do you think about? Do you think LSU can beat Alabama again for the second second time in a row when they play? Nope. You think you think that Alabama will get them this time? Yep. Even so even with a struggling offense, uh, yeah. unless unless LSU can find a way to outscore Alabama because of the LSU defense, I just don't see mm-hmm. it happening and. Alabama's been playing better and better on the defensive side of the football, uh, really after okay. that that Texas game going way back at the beginning of the season. Their their defense is pretty, may not be the Alabama great defense of old, but they're still pretty good. All right, we got to run. Thank you, Dwight. Pretty good against Army the other night, Rick. Okay. I'm sorry. What did he say? What did... Army. Uh, I... Air Force. LSU beat Army, yeah. I don't know if that's bad for our national defense or just says LSU's really good. <laughs> I can't even buzz that one. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Here's Bart. 
All right. Hey, uh, uh, yes. My bad. I was going to say, you're not going to beat Nick Saban twice, are you? <laughs> well, I mean, the better team usually wins the game, which I'm not sure that – I'm not sure how good LSU really is. they got a dynamic right. offense. Great offense. But the defense, defense. – but Alabama's got a really good defense, not great, but really good, and, a, and an offense that is feast or famine. So we'll see. But isn't it interesting that after Alabama lost to Texas, oh, how many media people? Well, it's all over for Nick Saban. He, you know, he doesn't. He's getting too old. He doesn't have it together anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Better be so careful. I watched the uh, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban. Uh, little special is that I, I can't remember what channel it was. It's fascinating to watch those two guys, two brilliant minds, not just football minds, but sporting coaches, legends, just chop it up and talk football. It's amazing to watch. Well, yeah, it's amazing to watch those two talk because other than that, you'd never see Bill Belichick say anything to anybody. He His press know, conferences right? are just mumbles. Uh, now, Saban's yep. pretty good in interviews, but Belichick's not. So if you saw them talking to each other, I'm sure it was fascinating. He seems like a nice guy outside of work. Uh, hey, Brandy, I was going to add something to this substitution. If you really look at this roster, it's and I'm just taking a little close, closer look at it at the Blake, we really are. This is a – there's going to be two or three really good players that I think are going to be riding the pond, not getting a ton of touches and not a ton of minutes on the court. That's how loaded up this team is. And if you're looking at it, you could have potentially one of the most – Two elite level scores that we bring in with Battle and Davenport, considering they're both healthy, because I think Trayvon Mark is a starter based on his defensive oh, yeah. prowess and what yeah, he can do. I agree. So it's it's really fascinating. We're not even talking about uh, a returning Mitchell, and so uh, this is a really really deep team. Chandler Lawson looks very suitable. I would say he's kind of the outside looking in. He's he's kind of that last cutoff right there, and he's shown excellent promise so far. Uh, same thing. You can. I, I'm. I'm thinking at this at this moment. Jeremiah Davenport could be in that same boat, where yep. he's right there at number nine, ten, or possibly eleven. That's why I said I'm going to watch Saturday, if for no other reason, just to watch his rotations. Now, yep. one of the great things that, um, if you go on to, um, Step Broadcast. Uh, if you dig dig deep enough into all of the statistical information that they give you, uh, it will give you what five that's on the floor, the plus and minus, uh, mm. point differential. I mean, there's it, it is a for you. I would think, Bart, this would be right down your alley. Yeah. And, and if I had just one of those, I could work with one of those it would give me an idea what not only is going to be the actual rotation based upon the production of those, even though it's a uh, collective five, but I still could get an idea based upon uh, that production with that particular player with that five. And with I think that, I could yeah. come up with a pretty good idea, not only because it will give you the, the amount of minutes that they're on the floor, I mean, I'm probably holding a conversation. You know, I just needed to be talking off the air about. I'm just simply saying, this is comprehensive to where 
The only thing I griped about, and then they did it last couple of years, I know the box they sent out the other night from the exhibition game against uh, UT Tyler didn't have it, shot chart. Yep. And if I have to make my own yep. again, I'll do it, but I'd rather. Yeah, because they're, they're handy to have. Shot, char- shot charts are handy to have. Excellent, um, excellent way to really determine how the offense is is flowing. Is a shot. Well, chart. listen, this, that's what that's what this game with Purdue because people are asking, what is this game with Purdue? Get? It's going to tell Coach Musselman who can get and play at that level, who can go do the things in practice. Because you have to. It's too, way too early to talk about this, but let's say Purdue is a projected already bracketology number one seed. That's a team that you're going to have to beat to get to the next level they want to get to, the Final Four. Sure. And you'll be able to tell right away, even if it's an exhibition game, who can get shot, who can defend, who can rebound. Because basically, guys, we got, I mean, just bullied by a much better UConn team that I think showed Coach Musselman he needs to go get some different type of players. That Man. Can do different things. Yeah. Man. That's right. Purdue's got some men, too, <laughs> just so the fans are ready because they can flat play. Men. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. They can flat play. Men. Let's talk to Steve. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, buddy, can you turn your radio down? Hey, yeah, we. well, I've already turned it off. Okay, Listen, thank you, buddy. I, I didn't I didn't know that Dylan Graham was, was injured. I'm just realizing that on the news. But uh, can you tell me? Uh, what the injury is and and where he's at as far as coming back. And also one more thing, and I and I really do need your uh, opinion on what I'm going to ask you. I was thinking that the backup quarterback that played for in the ACC that came out of my mail. I watched him play on the ACC network, and I thought he was a pretty good quarterback. But when uh. KJ was showing signs of frustration. Would you think it, it probably would have helped him a little bit to to take him out the game and and let him uh, exhale, get his bearings back? Because he was throwing, he was in some of them passes, he was throwing he was throwing the ball way over out of bounds into up into like into the stands, and then he was throwing some passes into the dirt. Guys was right there in front of him. So uh, I, I just wanted your opinion on that, and I'm gonna. I'm going to stop and listen. Thank you, Steve. Here's the hard part about that. Since the first game against Western Carolina, KJ has taken every snap of every game. And so the second guy has always got to be prepared if there's an injury or something. But if it's not an injury and you come in and say you're in, there's almost this really shock that when you go out there, you're, you're almost numb when you go out there if it's not an injury. And you haven't warmed up, you, you, you know, all that. So uh, that's one thought. Uh, second thought is, you know, he, the reason he's here is because he knew KJ would probably finish his eligibility this year, and he still has two years after this. And he's thinking, hey, I, I got a chance to start the next two years. I don't think he had any idea that he'd be playing a lot this year. So th- those are the first things that come to mind. Now, is it okay to play the second quarterback? So I'm sure it is. But not if you haven't prepared him to say, hey, you're going to play Saturday regardless. KJ, we're going to use you a series or two, but if if he's not prepared and all of a sudden you turn to him and say, hey, KJ's struggling, we're going to put you out there for a series, sometimes it works great, sometimes it's awful. And how well does he know the playbook? And by the way, that is Jacoby Criswell by mm-hmm. way of 
Marlton, not Marlton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, this for you, Bart, real quick. I don't know if you have yep. time to answer it adequately. Wynn says, shouldn't Arkansas run fast to beat a seven foot four guy down the court? Yeah, you, they're 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 going to play up tempo. Uh, they're going to play up tempo. But listen, sometimes when you have a matchup, you don't want to beat the, necessarily beat that seven foot guy down the court all the time because you want him to stay in and expose that matchup in the half court. And to answer Steve's question, Jalen Graham's got back to that, and he I, should be back this week, I believe. All right, Bart, that's it for tonight. Thank you, Bart Reed. Thanks to Pure Sweat Basketball Skills and our good friends at Martin Orthopedic. 